0: Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert and a teller lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team and your business. Let's go. Hello. How are you? Today, I wanted to talk about something that I am so passionate about, which is called courageous conversations. So if you've been hanging around for a little while, you may have noticed that I am fairly passionate about courageous conversations. So I wanted to talk today about what it is, what a courageous conversation looks like and how you can use them for yourself in your workplace, with your team, with your colleagues, and really unpack the process of having a courageous conversation. So before we get too far into it, I think what's really important is that we actually unpack what is a courageous conversation. And here at Made for More, we have our own definition of what a courageous conversation actually is. So our definition of a courageous conversation is a conversation where we lean into the uncomfortableness of confrontation and have the courage to have a meaningful conversation that leads to, and this is the most important part, that leads to progress, progress, resolution or a solution. Being able to communicate in a meaningful way and being open, honest and frank in our communication is the key to progress, productivity and performance. So the definition is to have the courage to have meaningful conversations that lead to progress. Why we think courageous conversations are so important is because we're in a time of texting, tweeting and tagging. As a society, we're losing the ability to communicate or rather the ability to communicate in a meaningful and effective way. We spend, on average, 40 hours a week in the workplace, and during that time, it's estimated that we avoid a conversation every seven minutes, resulting in sick leave, stress leave, and the impact on our families and well-being. It's also estimated that the avoidance of tough conversations is approximately a whopping $104 billion in lost productivity, all from avoiding those conversations. What's also interesting is the World Health Organization has recently declared burnout as a syndrome. The best way to combat burnout in the workplace is by having those conversations, both those of praise and of feedback. Courageous conversations, once you master the art, will change the way you communicate at work. It's not about being bossy a know-it-all or a bully, but having some open, honest and frank conversations at work to build trust, productivity and improve your day-to-day life. During a recent Harvard study, it was found that up to 67% of people leaders are currently uncomfortable talking to the people they actually lead. The reason being that we mostly don't want to offend anybody, come across as bossy or be perceived to being critical or negative. We tend to ignore, avoid or withdraw from needed feedback and coaching and we often want to raise an issue or speak out our mind but don't want to divide a conversation. We also don't want to make ourselves or others uncomfortable or be the subject of attention or criticism. Courageous conversations are about recognising our own barriers and fears and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I wanted to share with you today one of the biggest problems that's getting in the way of effective courageous conversations. And I'll also go through the five steps to actually having a courageous conversation. So step one is uh, the stories that we tell ourselves. So we spend so much time conjuring up some make-believe or imagination stories in in our head only to uh, turn what is a molehill into a mountain and avoid those conversations all based on our perceived stories that happen in our head. So step one of being able to have a courageous conversation is getting on top of those stories. So find out what it is that you're telling yourself and ask yourself if that's true. Is what you're telling yourself a exaggeration? Uh, could you have generalised perhaps? Have you distorted the image? Have you got some different coloured lenses on that perhaps may be skewing your view of what happened, whether it was an, a behavioural thing or an event that happened? Have a look and get a handle on what the story is that you're telling yourself. And a great self-coaching question for this is, is that true? And how do I know it's true? Step two is find your facts or go on a fact-finding mission. It's very easy in this day and age to go on hearsay. More often than not, as leaders, we're responding in some way to something that we have either seen or heard or been told. And what's really important when we are preparing for a courageous conversation is that we actually uncover the facts from fiction. So what is it that we're telling ourselves? what are the stories and what actually happened? What do we know to be true? And if we've been told something that's come second, third, fourth, perhaps even fifth hand is getting to the grassroot of the situation about whether or not that could perhaps have someone else's stories embellished or whether we are really comfortable with the facts that we've got. So that is step number two, go on your fact finding mission. Step three is begin with the end in mind. And what I mean by that is we actually want to know where we're going. Where are we going to take this uh, conversation when we eventually have it? Uh, What is the purpose? Remembering that a courageous conversation, the definition is to lead to a resolution or solution. So we want to be really focused on the outcome. Uh, If it's a relationship problem that we're having with one of our teams, what would the ideal look like if uh, we had a choice and we could say in the ideal world, this is how the conversation goes and this is where we end up uh, with a far more communicative relationship. If that is the end goal, how do we get there? And on the flip side, if it's a more of a serious nature and we need to put someone under a performance management plan, what is that and how does it look? And how can we make that as, I guess, a work with you rather than work against you approach? So beginning with the end in mind, know where you want to be pointing the arrow and then take the conversation from there. Step number four, and this is the step that gets people most of the time, is actually plan it out. Very often when we are going into courageous conversation, we get so caught up in the fact that we might be telling someone off or perhaps they're going to cry or what if they don't like what I have to say or what if I cry, that can sometimes happen as well. Uh, we get so caught up in all of the what could happen ifs that we actually don't plan out our conversation. So if we've done the first three steps, get a handle on your stories, go on your fact-finding mission, begin with the end in mind and Having and planning out that courageous conversation becomes a lot easier because we know where we want the conversation to go. We know that we, what is fact and what is fiction, we've been able to separate the behavior from the person. It's no longer a personal attack. It's we're looking to get to some kind of resolution or solution that becomes at that behavioral level. So that is step number four is plan it out. Then we get to step number five, which of course is actually having the conversation. So we've gone through our step one, which was get a handle on your story. So we've managed to figure out what it is that we are perhaps embellishing ourselves or what we're assuming from our own perspective. We've gone through step number two, which is a fact-finding mission. So we know what we're going to talk to this person about is true. And uh, perhaps we might even get a few more facts during the conversation. I'll we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, number three is begin with the end in mind. We want to maintain that outcome focus. So whether it is a resolution, solution, some kind of step forward, we want to be making progress towards a outcome of some variety. Uh, step four, we've done all three steps and therefore we are planning it out. So where are we going to take this conversation? Where do we need to have this conversation? And then step five, actually having it. So keeping in mind your surroundings, you will know from the person that you need to speak to. Perhaps you'll have an idea on how they are going to respond. If you think that uh, someone is going to cry and that is absolutely okay, making sure that you are in a space that is conducive to being able to have an open, honest and frank conversation. Of course, we don't want to be having a courageous conversation in the middle of a floor, definitely not in the middle of a staff meeting or uh, any other kind of, of meeting. We want to keep this very much a private event or a private conversation uh, in a room somewhere. Uh, be prepared. So have some water, have some tissues, have have any information that you need to be able to talk to this person about. And one of the main things when it comes to step five, having the co- courageous conversation is you, you may actually need to at some point put a pin in it and come back to it uh, you know for example someone could have come up with some more information that changes the direction of what your original idea of the outcome was going to be it could be that someone is actually you know there's a whole lot going on at home that you didn't realize was happening and that's what's causing this particular behavior which of course needs to be addressed uh, separately and there could be anything that happens so keeping in mind when you are having a courageous conversation it is absolutely okay to uh, stop it and then resume it at some other time, but we want to be continually moving forward and focusing on what our outcome is. One other thing to keep in mind as well is uh, here at Made For More, we are of the belief that everybody deserves a generous assumption and uh, my friend Sue told me that quite a few years ago and it's something that I've held with me. So when we are giving someone a generous assumption, we are assuming that they are doing the right thing and from working with leaders, uh, as a leader myself, I know that and you probably know this too, is most people try and do the right thing. No one is usually going into work trying to ruin your day, despite what you may believe sometimes. I assure you that's not their intention. And giving people a generous assumption means that we're assuming that they're going to be trying to do the right thing. So when it comes to talking about some kind of behavior or action or something that involves a courageous conversation it could very well be that there is some kind of capability gap there it could be that there is a knowledge gap and more often than not it is because someone is just completely unaware of what it is that they're doing that doesn't either meet the standard or is uh, not in alignment with with the values so to recap a courageous conversation is a conversation that leads to a progress resolution or solution Uh, Five steps are get a hold of your stories, go on a fact-finding mission, begin with the end in mind, plan it out and actually have that courageous conversation and of course keeping in mind to always give people a generous assumption that they are doing or trying to do the right thing. If you enjoyed this episode, you can jump onto madeformore.com.au forward slash courage and pick up your copy of the Courageous Conversations guide. Until next time, eat the frog, get the worm and be the bird. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast. And of course, if we aren't connected already, you can find me in all the usual places. Ali Nitschke on LinkedIn, ali.madeformore on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye.